0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Robcast. This is episode, and I'm just going to pause before I say it and just take it all in, because this is episode 300. (laughs) Oh, my word. I have been talking to you for a while. (laughs) And now here we are at episode 300, and episode 300 is called How to Open Your Heart. Because it's a new year, it's a new day. We tried everything else, and now it's time to open our hearts. And speaking of opening our hearts, I get to tell you about something that Trace and I have been working on for a while. You know my son Trace. And uh, you've heard him on the Robcast, but he and I have talked about like really working together, like really doing something together. So um, this is the official announcement of Saturday School with Rob and Trace Bell. So what Trace and I are doing is we're starting Saturday School, which is the first Saturday of each month. The first one is February 6th. And um, we want to give you a whole new starting point. A whole new way to see who you are, how your body is actually something happening within you, um, how your awareness of this experience that you're having—actually, we don't have experiences, we are an experience—but we want to give you a whole new starting point about um, who we each are, not from a place of separation, but from a place of Um, united connectivity. And um, so we've got a whole year, honestly, we've got a whole year planned out. And he and I love, this is all the stuff he and I talk about. We're like, let's start something. And then secondly, um, for a number of you who have thought, man, I'd love to interact with people about these ideas on the Robcast, or um, just... These ideas about what does a new vision, a new spiritual vision of life even look like. Um, What we're doing, and this is the first time I've done anything like this, but Trace is organizing discussion groups based around Saturday school. So what will happen is the first Saturday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific time, he and I will be live, uh, side by side, shoulder to shoulder, essentially teaching, doing these sessions And there'll be some Q&A, but then later that day, you'll be able to register for a discussion group that Trace will be leading throughout the month based on what we taught on. Um, And then we're going to record these so that if you can't watch on Saturday, you can watch um, afterwards throughout the month. And uh, I know, I know, I have a huge dad smile going right now, as you can imagine, Um, But he and I have been working on this for months, and we were like, okay, let's do it in the new year. Let's launch Saturday School. So all the info, how to register, and then um, the registrations for the class, but then the registrations for the discussion groups will happen once Saturday School has started in February, and that'll all happen through his um, website, which will be up then when the school starts. So uh, I know we were working on this forever, and then one day we were like... What should we call it? Oh, Saturday school, of course. So, um, yeah, he and I. This is a long time in the works, and now um, here we are in 2021, and we're gonna start. And uh, the content I've never taught. What we're going to be teaching? I, I mean, honestly, a bunch of most of it comes from him, and it's like me riffing on his teachings, and it is radically transformed. And I, I, that is not in any way an overstatement. Um, his perspectives and what he's been working on has radically transformed how I see the world, how I see myself, how I see you all, how I see what it means to be human. And, um, so the fact that he and I have created this whole sort of body of teaching and we're going to do it, um, month by month and take you through it and yeah yeah seriously my heart is open and full so uh i was trying to think of how to start the year and it just was like oh yeah how to open your heart of course that's where we'll start um cuz uh 2020 that gave us that gave us some things to work through and uh already 2021 Has given us a fair bit of upheaval and tumult and turbulence. So uh, it's more important than ever, this moment. It calls for something. We tried cynicism, right? You tried that, right? Rolling your eyes, standing at a distance, mocking things, uh, pointing out how lame they are. We tried cynicism, we've tried suspicion. If something's good, then you know just be suspicious of it. Uh, if anything excellent comes your way, well, you know there's probably something you just don't see about it. That, it, like we've tried that, right? Um, we've tried making sure everybody knows how smart we are. Uh, we've tried minds talking to minds. You know about this, right? When you just stay on the surface and everybody just makes sure that everybody else knows how accomplished and successful. We tried all that. We tried all that. Um, But it's opening our hearts to each other. Opening our hearts to life. Opening our hearts to new possibilities. That's the only way forward, right? Right? You know this. We know this. And yet... um, When you've been burned when you've had your heart broken it's completely natural that we'd shut down a little bit that we would just build a little protection there over the heart but then if you do that too long you, you begin to experience this pervasive sense that you're missing something that you've shut yourself off from things that could really hurt but you've also then shut yourselves off yourself off from the very forces and powers of life themselves, which aren't flowing through you like you know they can. So what I want to do in this episode is give give you a way to think about your heart. And uh, I want to show you some ancient wisdom. Um, In the middle of the Bible is a book of Hebrew wisdom writing called the Proverbs. And uh, I mean, that book, seriously, it often just appears like, oh yeah, it's just sort of nice things to say about how to live well, but so much of Proverbs wisdom, it comes from this ancient Hebrew consciousness, which is, whew, it, it challenges so much of uh, sort of the dominant thinking of the world that we live in. So, let's do this. Let's just do, first off, a few things about your heart. Uh, from the Proverbs chapter 4, this is how it reads says "Above all else, guard your heart. for everything you do flows from it. So the heart, in ancient wisdom thinking, is a center. Your heart is the place that you live from. So right now, uh, depending on what you're doing, like put your hand on your heart. In the ancient wisdom there is a center to your being and that everything that you do is flowing from that center is your heart open or is it closed yeah do you see how do you see how it's sort of vague and esoteric and yet um, and yet we know, oh, yeah, closed, open, oh, yeah, This uh, there's this place that we live from. Uh, Proverbs chapter 14, it says, Each heart knows its own bitterness, and no one else can share its joy. So there's something about your heart, something about my heart um. It's a place of feeling, but it's also it can also hold on to things. Heart has memory. Yeah, so even right there, you're blurring the line between heart and mind, which we're, we're going somewhere with this. Uh, yeah, So so the heart is the place that you actually live from. It's the center. In the same way that the physical heart pumps blood to all the parts of the body, to all the extremities... Um, the heart as a metaphor, as symbol, as a way of speaking of the center of your being through which uh, your whole life is lived. And a heart, uh, it can know bitterness, it can know joy. It's a place of deep feeling. And when we skip over these feelings, when we get get stuck up in mind, uh, I think what she thinks, my opinions, right? It's easy to get stuck stuck in mind and missing a whole world of reality happening, a whole world of feeling, a whole world of bitterness, joy, a whole world of memory uh, that sits in the center of our being. Psalm 14, uh, this classic line, it says, "'Fools say in their hearts there is no God.'" So, in ancient Hebrew wisdom, Statements about ultimate reality that appear to be well-reasoned intellectual arguments actually flow from heart. Fools say in their hearts. Yeah, so conviction, will, beliefs, the beliefs you have, beliefs about expansion, beliefs about positive. Possibility, beliefs that limit who you are and what's possible, all flow from heart. And, and this is the key thing about heart. The more somebody insists that they are giving you the most rational, logical arguments about the big questions of life, the more they're actually telling you their story. So, the more somebody insists that they've just weighed the evidence, and this is how it is, the more, for good and not so good, they're telling you a bit about their narrative because all of life flows through heart. Psalm 37 says, uh, it's written like this, Open up before God, keep nothing back, and God will give you the desires of your heart. So the heart the heart has desires. your heart wants things. And by the way, in ancient wisdom, um, nothing wrong with wanting things. Notice that. open up before God and keep nothing back. Um, yeah, desire in the ancient tradition is not uh, to be denied. You don't run from that. You don't pretend like it isn't what you want. Now, obviously, there's all sorts of other things lurking in there, but um, right here, just at the beginning, are there things that you really, really want? Yeah, yeah, pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. That's a desire of the heart, and all of it is your teacher in some way. Oh, and then uh, Proverbs 3, here's a line. I love this one. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So, uh, it's as if the writer is saying that there are these stories that you are telling yourself about the world. And those stories, they get told at a heart level. Uh, this is why often when when we're stuck, when you're all jammed up and can't figure out what to go next, um, what we do is we invite you to sink into your heart. And often what happens is the next step is pretty, it's pretty clear. Or or you come to see that the reason why you're all jammed up, you're all stuck, and you can't seem to make any progress, is because you've been telling yourself a story. The thing that's etched, that's written on the tablet of your heart, is a story that you can't get where you want to go when you're telling that story. Um, yeah, yeah, there's these, these things, these stories that get etched on our hearts, they shape us in profound ways. By the way, side note, when you do find yourself frustrated, overwhelmed, all angsty and filled with anxiety about what's happening in your life, take a deep breath And ask yourself, what is the story that I am telling myself about, and whatever it is that has you all uh, jammed up, it's you will be shocked if you can build the muscle as you build the musculature to stop, take a deep breath, and ask, wait, what is the story I'm telling about this person? What is the story I'm telling about um, this bit of money? What is the story I'm telling about this work? What is the story I'm telling about this relative? What is the story I'm telling? about this event that i'm watching unfold in the news oftentimes the anxiety the tightness in the heart the worry the stress um what you're learning to do is build the muscular to see musculature to see what story you're telling yourself because usually what happens is you realize oh yeah the story i'm telling about this doesn't work it's not a good story it's not helping me probably not even true um yeah, write them on the tablet of your heart, is how it says in Proverbs. So, in this ancient wisdom tradition, your heart is the center of your being. In the same way that your physical heart pumps blood, there's this heart that uh, it pumps life. Life flows through it to your entire, the entire rest of your life. It's intellect, emotions, will— Attitudes, actions, grief, pleasure, love. It's like a control center. It knows, perceives, remembers, forgets, understands, fears, and it's where we live from. Now, you can see where we're headed here because for many, the heart is something over and against the mind. So for many people, the heart and mind are almost like competing dimensions of the self. So somebody says like, uh, oh, you know what, I just went with my heart on this one. Which often means in our world, I just didn't think about it that much. Or it's almost like I, I sort of checked my brain at the door and I just went with the sort of warm, fuzzy feeling. But in the ancient Hebrew consciousness, these are not these two different things that are almost completely different ways of being. In ancient Hebrew consciousness, the heart is where all of you gets integrated. So there are all these different impulses and capacities, like shrewd, linear, logical rationality and deep passion, feeling, empathy, all sit side by side in the center of your being. So the goal isn't one over and against another. Maturity is all of them sitting side by side, integrated with this profound harmony And you're drawing on whatever you need in any moment. Rigorous thinking, due diligence, deep feeling, aching emotion, will, and drive. They all sit side by side in the center of your being. Now you can see the split that often develops is somebody is in great pain and because they don't or they aren't ready yet or aren't able to process and feel that pain they then get stuck in mind have you ever heard somebody talking about whatever it is and they're going on and on and you're you're kind of listening to their arguments and opinions and what they're trying the point they're trying to make and yet something within you is like what is off here what is off here oftentimes what happens is the person's in huge pain yeah, they're in huge pain, but they don't even know where to begin because they know. It's like if they poke that, if they pop that bubble of pain, they have no idea what else is in there. So they stay, they stay stuck in mind. They're on Twitter showing everybody how smart they are, right? It's just It's just brains talking to brains. Yeah, because the heart integrates it all, and often what happens when there's a split is... There's pain that the person doesn't know what to deal with, and so now we're just stuck up in opinions and thoughts and thoughts after thoughts and thoughts after thoughts. Now, here's, now here's the thing about integration. When you are more and more living from your heart and all of these dimensions of your being and this experience, I was going to say this experience you're having, you don't have experiences. You are an experience. Yeah, you. Alan Watts has this great line, you are something the universe is doing in the same way that a wave is something the ocean is doing. <laughs> Shout out to Alan Watts, my man. Yeah, so um, this experience that you're having, although more accurately, this experience that you are means that you are an experience of all of these different senses and events and feelings and thoughts. So when you're living more and more with an open heart, then a number of things that would seem mutually exclusive are sitting side by side in the center of your being often at the same time, which can easily feel like you're you're a walking paradox have you ever felt sad and happy at the same moment? Yeah. And often what happens is mind is trying to pick, well, are we happy or are we sad? Heart doesn't need to choose one and deny the other. Heart is okay with paradox because it integrates the fullness of of the experience that you're having. You don't have to pick one over the other. So as your heart is more and more open, you are furious about insurrection in the national capital. And you are feeling great compassion for people who have been told one lie after another. And you are deliriously happy about the tacos that you are eating with your kids, and all of it is happening on the same day and the same moment, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you can be totally in the moment experiencing all of the spontaneous joy of this event that you are having, that you are participating in, and you could have done your diligence and checked the spreadsheets and made sure everything lines up yeah, all of this can sit, lots of things can sit side by side. The heart has no need to reconcile these over and against each other. Yeah, so let me ask you, here, here's an example of this. Let me ask you a question. How was 2020? Was it good or was it bad? Do you see how instantly you have a rush of, well, yeah, yeah, it was all, yeah. Do you see how there's a non-dual nature to your answer right away, instinctively? Like anybody who's like, 2020 was terrible. Yeah, what about the great stuff? 2020 was awesome. It was just life-changing. Well, what about the really difficult stuff? Yeah, do you see how your lived experience? Yeah, do you see your answer? Do you see how your answer to the question, how was 2020? Do you see how your heart instantly wants to go, oh, there's lots of things. Yeah, it was lots of things. Yeah, or think about history. Uh, history history alone, uh, that period back there, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 1,000 years ago, oh, there were all those extraordinary breakthroughs. Think of the art that got created. Think of the music. Think of the breakthroughs and evolutionary thinking about what it means to be human. And yet, slavery, oppression, patriarchy, Right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see how the heart, All of these different things sit side by side. Yeah, yeah. So, oftentimes what happens when your heart is open is you are experiencing all of these different feelings, emotions, thoughts, and instantly we judge ourselves? What's wrong with me? Why am I? Here's nothing. You're human. You're human. What's wrong with me today? I am all over the place. Well, uh, we have massive social upheaval. We have massive injustice. We have a global pandemic. You also have people you love and things that you are passionate about. It would make sense sometimes on any given day that you might be in a number of different places that appear mutually contradictory appear like you're just a giant paradox. You're human. You're human. Of course. (laughs) Of course. So you are learning to have this experience with less judgment. You are learning with an open heart to be less harsh with yourself. Why am, I so de- why am I so sad? Yeah. Who knows why you're so sad today? Maybe clear, maybe not. Your antenna may simply be picking up what's in the air. You're on top of the world. Awesome. It's uh, really strange times, and yet you feel like you've grown more than ever. Yeah, sure. Mm hmm. You. Find your life is in massive upheaval. Maybe you're moving, maybe you're switching jobs, maybe you're making massive life changes, and it feels like the ground beneath you, the rug is just yanked out from under you. You have so many questions, and yet, strangely enough, you feel more alive than ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome to how the whole thing works. Yeah. Welcome to an open heart. Yeah. Now, usually what happens is. We get burned. We get burned by somebody, betrayal, uh, animosity, misunderstanding, jealousy, fear, rage, anger, judgment, who knows, all the usuals. Oftentimes, what happens is we get burned. Uh, We try something and it doesn't go like we thought it would go. We have all these expectations and then it doesn't live up to the expectations that we loaded it down with from the beginning. And so what happens is we, we guard our hearts. Is this you? You have been guarding your heart against people, against new experiences? Or, or here's one. Have you been guarding your heart against hope? Because you had hope before, and you got let down. So often what happens is the heart gets incrementally closed because that's how we protect ourselves and respond to the experiences that we've had. But when you live with an open heart and all of these dimensions of your being are gradually becoming more whole and centered and integrated... Then you're learning how to protect yourself in all of the proper ways, but not at the expense of life. You're learning to protect yourself properly from that which you should protect yourself from, but not at the expense of the fullness of life. Here's what I mean. Having an open heart uh, means intelligence. The heart is smart. Smart. So you can have an open heart and very strong boundaries with people. There are people who have invaded your space. They have trampled all over your territory. And so you are not going to let them in like you used to let them in. Maybe some people, you don't ever see them even because you love them from a distance. Let's call it that. Do you see how living with an open heart does not mean that you don't have boundaries? Or... Living with an open heart doesn't mean that you don't have judgments about things. Some things are wrong. Some things are oppressive. Some things are brutal. Some things make people's lives miserable. Some things aren't based on facts. Some things perpetuate lies that keep certain people in power. Some th- you can have an open heart and make decisions about the validity of things. You can have an open heart and keep your distance from certain people, places, and things. Yeah, you can have and live with an open heart and also understand that you don't owe that person anything. Yeah, see how, yeah, see, an open heart doesn't mean everybody's welcome to charge on in the front door and trap all over you. An open heart might mean there's a little gate there. That's fine, that's fine. Yeah, because the heart isn't dumb. Heart's very smart. It's very intelligent. It's the integration of aches and pains and all the experiences you've had that you've felt at an emotional level with intelligence, rationality, logic. Open hearted doesn't mean naive, ignorant, simple, or unaware. Oh, open-hearted is the opposite of such things. Open, open-hearted sees it all. Yeah, yeah, and it's fine exercising the discernment any given moment requires. A couple things that close the heart. Ooh, I'll tell you. Here's one that's ruthless. Resentment closes the heart so quickly. Resentment comes from this. Uh, well, this French word, sentir. And then the R-E is a basically means like an intensive force. So resentment, in many ways, it comes from this ancient idea of to feel with such force or to feel again and again and again. Resentment is when the feeling comes and then it comes again and it comes again and it comes again. So there's some reason why this feeling you're like stuck in a loop with this feeling and once again keyword reason this is why an open heart to live with an open heart is all about integration so you so you examine it you analyze it what is it about this person why do i have such tremendous resentment towards why do i have this feeling that i keep looping in and this is obviously why we have guides therapists intuitive counselors spiritual directors wise friends, village elders, is people who help us step back from this feeling and analyze it, pull it apart, think about it, find it. Oh, that's why I'm so resentful for that person. Yeah, resentment, that'll close the heart. Here's another one that will close the heart, entitlement. Entitlement, feeling like you're owed, feeling like you've been shortchanged, And so now this whole system, this whole world, everybody who didn't, somehow your own, you cannot get where you want to go if you have a sense of entitlement. It never, ever works. Now you got to start. Now there's the humility. I am owed nothing. What an extraordinary gift it is to be here, being this experience that I am yeah you have to start there. You have to start there. Any sense like they never recognize they it just won't it won't get you where you want to go. That closes the heart so fast. Oh, here's another one that closes the heart. When you believe you can't start over, oh my goodness, that will shut the heart down so fast. When you believe that whatever it is, it's already past, that the goodness is already behind you, that the future is set and that a whole world of things are closed off to you. When you believe that you can't start over or you, you don't have what you need for the fullness of life right now, whoo, that'll close the heart so fast, especially uh, if you're older. And so you have come to believe that, well, I sort of missed my chance. If you believe you've missed your chance, that sh- boom, heart shuts. Heart shuts. and um, Oh, I, I'm too old for that. Oh, Or you've done something in your past that somehow you now believe disqualifies you from the fullness of life in the present, shuts the heart down immediately. Where'd you get that idea? What in the world? Yeah, see, once again, how quickly we guard the heart because we don't want that, whatever it was, to happen again. But in the process, without proper integration, then the flow of life gets blocked because everything in your life flows from heart. So when we aren't properly integrated living from heart and in pain, we just shut down, yeah, closes the heart, and then you miss out on all the goodness that's there. So how do you open your heart? And this one, uh, this one's so huge to me. You make peace with the risk of life. That's how you open your heart. You make peace with the risk of life. Risk is baked into the whole thing. Oftentimes when I hear people talk about, oh, yeah, man, that's really risky. And you, know, you try that. Oh, man, are you aware of how much risk there is if you do that? Yes. There's also risk if you don't do it. Yeah, there's risk in every direction. That person took a flying leap in that direction. The other person took no flying leaps and stayed exactly where they are. Um, Yeah. That might be the real risk, to do the same thing year after year after year. Yeah, that might be way more risky. So to open your heart, you make peace with the risk of life. Yeah. Uh, you might get burned again. You can use discernment. You can have proper boundaries. You can ask way more questions on the front end, right? There's all the things that you can do. Uh, you can do diligence. You can ask follow-up questions. You can send another email. You you can do all of the things you wouldn't have done earlier, to make sure you know exactly what's happening and exactly what's getting into you may vet things with greater precision and detail and yet whatever it is it's always going to have risk in it it's always going to have risk in it uh, if you remove the risk you remove the life from pretty much any situation event or equation yeah so those of you it's 2021 you got new ideas 2020 just rattled you to your core, and you're now open to all sorts of things you weren't open before. You're considering taking steps you've never taken before. You're thinking of launching that, starting that, going there, moving there. You're realizing life is short. Uh, Yeah, all the cliches you're realizing are there for a reason. They're true. Yeah, and something about you is like, yeah, but this could be risky. Mm -hmm. Sure, of course. Of course. Of course. Yes, it is. It is. It is. So is stifling or denying the very restless spirit that has risen up within you and keeps insisting that there's new life to be had. Yeah. Yeah. How do you open your heart? You make peace with the risk of life. It's inherent in this. Do you have kids? Did you make some people? Risky. Very risky. You got to make peace with that. Yeah, that's how you fully enjoy those kids. As you make peace with the risk when you decided to take on being a parent. (laughs) Yeah, you made some people very risky. Yeah, do you see why if you're not smiling or laughing about some of this, you're in trouble? Oh, okay, here's how you open your heart. Here's another way you open your heart. You open your heart when you realize that everybody is telling you a story. When people present things as intellect and reason, they're telling you a story. Uh, We have this trauma. We have these events we've been through. We have our personal history, beliefs about how the world works. It's all story. So you open your heart when you see how your story has shaped how you see the world. Oh, that's why that person triggers me. (laughs) That's why that person sets me off. That's why those situations, I immediately break out in a sweat. Oh, that's why I avoid those particular. Oh, yeah, because I have a, there's a story here, and things happened, and I had to tell stories to make sense of these things I've been through. Yeah, otherwise it's just minds talking to minds. It's skimming surfaces. Yeah, so when you're living with an open heart, more and more and more within yourself and others, you're stopping somebody in love and saying, hold on, what did you mean by that? Or somebody says to you that they really should or they're supposed to. What do you mean by should or supposed to? Who's making the rules here? Uh, why, Why are you using that language? Not in any sort of accusatory, because you actually care. You begin to notice in your own language patterns the ways that you're describing things and realizing, oh, no wonder that situation keeps going that way. I'm describing it this way on the front end. Why am I telling that story that way when I could tell it Another way, you get to tell the story however you want to. There are obviously facts and details, but then there's your interpretation of them. You get to do that. Yeah, and when you're living with an open heart, you're more and more aware of how the way that you name things shapes what they even are. How do you open your heart? there is an essential goodness to this experience that we're all having, this experience that we each are. There is an essential goodness to it that cannot be extinguished. And that goodness is present to each of us in every moment of every day, especially in turbulent, terrifying, difficult moments. So often what happens is a person develops a hermeneutic of suspicion. That's how I'd call it. A hermeneutic simply means how you read something. So a hermeneutic of suspicion is simply when you read events through the lens of suspicion. And for many, many people, if it's good, their first reflex is suspicion and skepticism. And I would argue this is one of the great toxic uh, diseases of the modern world. If it's good, then whatever you do, be suspicious of it because it probably it's a deep-seated cynicism about the fundamental nature of this experience that we each are. But opening your heart is moving to a place of understanding a deeper, wider, stronger, more enduring nature to life that is good. In the, the Bible begins with this creation poem in the book of Genesis, and this poem, it's good. All this difference and diversity, it has a deep goodness driving it. Aesthetics have a goodness. Yeah, this created physical material realm has a goodness. And so, to open your heart is to be getting better and better at receiving the goodness of life as it flows towards you in all its vast and varied forms. That's how I would talk about having an open heart. You're open to the fullness and goodness of life as you experience it all around you. To have an open heart is to be open to the infinite possibilities of any given moment. Because what happens is we get burned, we take a few shots, we get a little bloody and bruised, and so what happens? We close down because we want to protect ourselves, but in the process we cut ourselves off from the infinite possibilities, the fullness and goodness of life that surrounds us in all its vast and varied forms. Yeah, there's an essential goodness to this experience that we are. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. So more than ever, we are all invited to open our hearts. So let's take those people that you're closest to, people that you're under the same roof as. Think about each of them. Who is it that you share a roof with? The question then is, how can you open your heart to that person in new ways? Is there something about them that you have missed? What an extraordinary human being this is before you. Yeah, because that's what you want from other people. You want them to be alive to the wonder and awe of your existence as you are alive to the fullness and goodness of their existence. Yeah. Or oh, whatever whatever it is that you do. Whatever it is that your contribution is. Whoever you take care of, whatever work that you do. How do you open your heart all the more? Do you have people that you are in constant contact with who just drive you crazy? How do you open your heart to that person while maintaining boundaries? Uh, The discipline, um, perhaps there's some distance that has to be had there, and yet is there some way to open your heart to them? Is there some way to see them? I mean, we all, we have been conditioned and formed in a system of scarcity. All the way back to school, when there was like, the test was graded on a curve, which meant only a few people got A's. I mean, this scarcity—economics, politics, scarcity, competition—scarcity is baked in to the conditioning that we all received. No wonder the people around you respond the way they do sometimes. Yeah, they've, they've been taught that this world is a place of lack and scarcity. No wonder they act like that. Yeah, and if you move into abundance and generativity— you, you are singing a different song. You're coming from a different place. No wonder there would be moments of dissonance and conflict. Yeah. So opening your heart sometimes simply means acknowledging, oh, of course they would act that way. They're playing by the rules as they were taught the rules. Yeah, you don't have to agree. You don't even have to come closer, but at least some compassion or empathy might find its way in there. We tried cynicism We tried skepticism. We tried pretending how smart we are, showing each other how well-read we are, right? We did, oh, we tried the bio thing, the CV, the resume. We tried letting everybody know our accomplishments. We tried the humble brag. We tried the virtue signaling. We tried the Instagram where we let everybody know, you know what I mean, how awesome we are, but we did it sort of subtly, although it was just open and honest for everybody could see clearly what we were doing. We tried all that. We tried all that. If we're sad, we're sad. If we're lost, we're lost. If we're on top of the world, we're on top of the world. All of it's okay. It's all very normal responses to this experience that we are. It's all what happens when you live with an open heart. Infinite possibilities. A deep goodness of life as it flows towards you and around you in all its vast and varied forms? Have you shut down from fatigue, from hurt, from anger, from betrayal, uh, just from the tumultuous turbulence of the world? Uh, You could still think that way about all those different things, and yet you can also live with an open heart. And may grace and peace be with you every step of the way.